505, and you're listening to the best of Farmer Dave here on the Big 550. Kate, no, that was yesterday. Zach, I told you, send out the memo. Give everybody the day off yesterday because of the weather. I appreciate you. Martin Luther King Day. That was uh, if that was your doing, then I appreciate you. Had an extra had a nice three-day weekend. Didn't, I didn't realize you would take it seriously, but I, <laughs> apparently it worked. Uh, let's try that again. Send one out for tomorrow. <laughs> We're all again tomorrow. Uh, boy, how about this weather? How about this weather? It was a chilly one this weekend. It was crazy. And you know the thing of it is now, it don't even sound bad. Three, four, five, eight. <laughs> doesn't even sound bad anymore. It's like. Eh, whatever. I think people are starting to realize that, well, it's wintertime, and I guess we'll just, life will have to go on. Uh, now, there's a lot of schools closing this morning, mm-hmm. so be sure and check your your school closing um, uh, spot wherever you uh, get them. We could read the school closings, uh, but, no, nah, we probably won't. Uh, so be sure and check your uh, your um, your text messages or however you get notified that your schools are closed now. You said that some of the roads, you came in uh, a little while ago, 270, you said a couple lanes, but there is a little bit of stuff on the on the bridges. Yeah, bridges and overpasses are still covered. Um, I get, I take 270 to get here. They had uh, about two, I want to say two lanes open um, that, you know, were pretty good that you could drive on. You know, I was going, you know, 60, 65 with no problem, but, you know, two or three other lanes they had, those are still covered, you know, and at four o'clock in the morning, there's you know, fewer cars out. So no one was touching those two lanes on the left mm-hmm. uh, with it still covered in snow, but bridges and overpasses are still covered. So if you're, you are driving today as of this morning, just, you know, give yourself a little extra time. Roads weren't too bad, but again, just, you know, it's still slick in some spots. Yeah. And cold. I'm showing three degrees here in rural Belleville. Uh, the wind chill is the kicker right now. I'm showing, let's see here. Swing over there. A negative 14. Yeah. Have to bundle the kids up if they have to go to school and stand out there for the bus. I would think that's probably the biggest cause of cancellations uh, for the school districts mm-hmm. is getting all those buses started. Yeah, started and you know. keeping them warm, and yeah, and then the kids have to stand on the corner waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not very good there either. Uh, Six o'clock, we'll have Jill Enders out on the uh, Tam overpass. She'll be reporting live. <laughs> Uh, as to how cold it is and whether there's any slick ice on the hard road this morning. So if you're heading out, just be careful. Got a lot to get to. The markets were closed all weekend. Uh, They'll get back to trading this morning. We'll take a look at the crash and burn over the weekend coming off of the USDA report on Friday. We'll take a look at some of the numbers out of that report. There were a few surprises in there, and quite naturally the market headed south after the numbers were released. We'll take a look at those. But first, we need to head to the newsroom. Zach's been up keeping an eye on it. What do you got? Yeah, good morning, everyone. We got three degrees right now at 508 weather and sports coming up next. But first, here's what's happening. Dangerous cold temperatures continue in the region. This has resulted in dozens of closures and warming shelters set up throughout the area. Anyone in need of a shelter should call the United Way at 211. Health officials are also warning of the risk of hypothermia and frostbite. It's advised to avoid long periods of time outdoors. You do have to be outdoors. It's recommended to dress in layers and wear a hat and gloves. Pet owners are reminded not to leave their pets outdoors for extended periods of time. Anyone who sees an animal in distress should call the nearest law enforcement agency. Around 180 people are displaced after pipes burst at a midtown apartment complex. This happened early yesterday morning at the Heritage House apartment along the 2800 block of Olive Street. Authorities say this led to significant flooding and water leaking from the ceiling in the entryway. Three people are facing charges in connection with a violent kidnapping in the Metro East. Police say a 58-year-old man was lured by from a Belleville to a residence in the 100 block of Brookside in O'Fallon on Friday by a couple by a couple known acquaintances. He was then shot and robbed inside of the residence. He was held there while his bank cards were taken and used to withdraw money from his accounts at various locations. After being held for more than 12 hours, he was dropped off at the hospital for treatment. He is expected to recover. 23-year-old Tavion Wright has been charged with kidnapping, armed robbery, and aggravated assault. 44-year-old Evangela Randall has been charged with kidnapping and robbery. 55-year-old Charles Jackson has been charged with obstructing justice and unlawful restraint. The Illinois Department of Insurance 
reminds residents that today is the last day of open enrollment for the ACA Health Insurance Marketplace. More from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. The enrollment deadline extended an additional day due to yesterday's holiday, along with the extra month added again this year, allowing people more time to select coverage. Consumers who enroll by midnight tonight can get coverage that starts on February 1st. According to federal CMS enrollment data, 378,222 Illinoisans have selected ACA marketplace plans since the start of open enrollment on November 1st. Nationally, the total number of people who signed up for coverage is more than 20.3 million. Visit GetCoveredIllinois.gov for free enrollment assistance and to find out if you qualify for financial help. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. 19-year-old Natalie Evans of Jacksonville was crowned Miss Illinois County Fair Queen over the weekend during the Illinois Association of Agricultural Fairs 113th Annual Convention in Springfield. Evans is the daughter of Sean and Amy Evans and is currently attending Murray State University majoring in pre-vet with a minor in chemistry. She hopes to complete her education at the University of Illinois and become a large animal vet. Time now is 5:11. Taking a look at the KTRS forecast. Wind chill advisory remains in effect throughout the day today. Partly cloudy with a high of just 16 degrees today. Tonight clear with an overnight low of 10. Tomorrow sunny and warmer with a high all the way up to 35 degrees tomorrow, Farmer Dave. It is currently 3 degrees outside at the big 550 KTRS. Switching over to the sports desk, the Blues completed their four-game homestand last night, winning only one game. They fell to the Philadelphia Flyers 4-2 at home at the Enterprise Center. Mizzou basketball will look for its first SCC win of the year as they travel to Alabama tonight. Live pregame coverage starts at 5.30 with tip time set for 6 p.m. here on the Big 550 KTRS. After nearly a week off, SLU basketball travels to number 21, Dayton, tonight. The Billikens are winless in four tries on the road this season. The transfers continue to enter and exit through the portal door for Mizzou football. Recent addition from Alabama, defensive tackle Isaiah Hastings, already decommitted and recommitted to Syracuse. But the Tigers and Coach Drinkwitz moved fast to bring in another former defensive end from Michigan State, Zion Young. That'll do it from the sports desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. The Big 550 KTRS starts another broadcast day. Thankful to be in America. are up pretty close Such to the shed this morning, cows. that's for sure. Uh, a little cool out there this morning, getting a text on the text line, 84126. One of the texters sent in, Parkway schools are closed. Well, there's a whole lot of them that are closed this morning. So make sure before you load the kids up and head them out, 
Um, I know Althoff High School is on, what do they call it, virtual, virtual school day? Yeah, they, virtual. Have, have mm-hmm. Virtual, where they do it from home. Uh, so, uh, yeah, make sure you check before you send the kids out to uh, school. I know you've only got a certain amount of time to do sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A lot of sports over the weekend, a mm-hmm. lot of football over the weekend. Uh, Kansas City game, that was crazy. Crazy uh, cold, yeah. That was a cold uh, game. Yeah. Well, then the other one uh, in the snow last night, uh, what were they at, Buffalo? Uh, Buffalo and, uh, yeah, who Buffalo played last night? Oh, Pittsburgh. That's right, Pittsburgh Steelers. Where they had to shovel the stadium out. Mm-hmm. And they showed those people. You couldn't even see the seats. The seats were completely buried, yep. and they dug them all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do that in Green Bay. Isn't that kind of part of the kind of the ritual in Green Bay? They go and they – I've seen stories where they the whole town comes out and helps them shovel out the stadium when it snows up there. I'm sure they've had to do it once or twice as well, yeah. I bet they have. So, uh, uh, But I was surprised at the number of people in Kansas City at that game. I, they, it, yeah, it wasn't a sellout, but it was the lower bowl was full and the upper bowl, upper deck, whatever, was pretty full. You yeah. know, a lot they still had. I bet you, I don't know, six, sixty, seventy thousand people braved the uh, negative. Yeah, it was like negative thirty degree wind chill there. Yeah, then you always got the guy without the shirt. Mm-hmm. You always got the guy without the shirt. Now, he's probably this morning. He's probably in the hospital, but <laughs> he looked good on TV. Uh, so anyway, there's always always one crazy in the crowd. Um, hockey update over the weekend. Uh, From sunny Alex. Tampa Bay. From Tampa Bay. What was I thinking? <laughs> Grandpa, you want to go with us for the hockey tournament? No, I'll just stay home. You go ahead and go. <laughs> then they send pictures from the beach. I did not care for those pictures. But anyway, uh, they went uh, 4-0-1, won the tournament. There you go. Uh, the, the Ice Hawk guys. So they uh, they won. They've had three tournaments. They're... I think they're 16-0-1 on tournament play this year. And uh, Alex, my grandson, he uh, – so they're down by – it's 2-1. to one. They're down by one. And uh, the game's almost over. It's like, oh, my God, they're going to get beat. My grandson, Alex, gets a breakaway. Scott He said, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Tied it up. Tied it up. Went with the tie. So uh, – and at that, in that, uh, they just go by points. They don't shoot it out or mm-hmm. play it out, except in the championship game. In the championship game, you got to have a champion, so you got to play it out. Uh, but anyway, they they won. So I don't know what it was, six or seven or eight to two or something. Uh, and and I don't remember their goalie for the season has had two hundred and something shots made on him. And he stopped like 180 of them or something. He's only had a 20 or something goals scored on him uh, for the season so far. Uh, so I mean, and, and, and at that at that level, a goalie can make or break you. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, they got they got a really good goalie, and a, and they had a great time, and they got back in last night. I'm sure when they came off that plane, <laughs> that was a rude awakening. <laughs> man, let's. Let's go back. Let's go back. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. So anyway, congratulations to the Ice Hawks for another tournament win. And the team they beat was out of Ontario, mm-hmm. in Tampa, Florida. The Ontario kids probably didn't want to go home. I was either. like, it was probably colder in Ontario than it was here. Yeah, the, the uh, semifinal game, they went all the way to all the way to Tampa to play a team from Naperville, Illinois. <laughs> Just right up. Yeah. Yeah, they just right, right up, up the, the road, road, eh? Uh, but, yeah, but that's the way they work. And then the championship game was against the the uh, Quebec Ontario. What the heck was the name of them? Ontario Canucks. Oh. Ontario Canucks. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, congratulations to those guys. Markets were closed yesterday and overnight for the Martin Luther King holiday. They'll get back to trading uh, today. Let's run over to the hay auction on Saturday. It's a little chilly up there. Uh, on Saturday, but we yeah, had did you go out Saturday good. or no? Oh yeah, we went out mm. and played and had did the auction. There oh yeah, go. we were there. Uh, I'm a team player, and uh, because that, besides that, it's warm in the auction topper truck. Uh, so had good turnout and had more hay than I thought we would. Uh, some guys got out there and and hauled some hay. We had 150 bales of alfalfa run from 650 to 10 dollars a bale. Some mixed grass, 400 of them at 510 to 760. 
some alfalfa archery grass, 100 bales of that at 630 to 690. Straw market was pretty strong. It picked up a little momentum. This cold weather increasing the demand for straw. Had over 300 bales of small, uh, small straw, 360 to 510. Alfalfa grass, 100 bales of that at 670 to 820. Had a short load of corn stalks, small corn stalk bales at 210 to 250. That makes pretty good bedding if you're bedding down them old cows in the shed. Uh, over on the big rounds, 150 at 57 to 94 on the mixed grass and had a lot of really good mixed grass stored inside, uh, net uh, wrapped, uh, bringing up into that uh, $90, $94 a bale. Alfalfa archered at 96 had a short load of straight alfalfa at $98 a bale. <coughs> Excuse me, some archer grass at $93 a bale. Over on the big 3x3s, uh, three had a light turnout of those. I uh, had some trucks call in and say they were going to lay out due to the weather, and I'm sure it'll come in next week. Uh, alfalfa, uh, they had a short load of 3 by 3 alfalfas at $100. Oat grass at uh, $49. Mixed grass at 86 to $90 a bale. And as we said, good demand and good buyer attendance at the hay auction. And there'll be another one come this Saturday. HamiltonHayAuction.com is the website. Well, as we said, USDA came out with their numbers on Friday. Some increases in both corn and soybean stocks. But uh, what's behind the rise in both categories? Our buddy Gary Crawford with the U.S. Rod Bain, that is, visits with USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer about some of those surprises in the report. What do U.S. grain supplies look like to start the new year? USDA's quarterly stocks estimates indicate corn stocks are up 13% year-over-year, while soybeans stored came in at 3 billion bushels, down 1% from a year ago. What does Chief Economist Seth Meyer see regarding the increased stock totals? They're way up at the top end of the range in terms of total stocks, and this is the first quarter, remember, but I think it goes back to the fact that we saw upward revisions on corn and upward revisions on soybean production. So in both cases, yields a little bit better than anticipated and in the case of corn offsetting a modest downward revision in area wheat stocks rose eight percent from this same time last year with a quarterly disappearance of 23 percent of stocks below the same period a year earlier stocks were also reported up for barley grain sorghum and oats I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. and of course when those numbers came out the markets hit the skids and the uh, corn market settled five to six cents off the lows after a bearish response to the USDA data. Prices, uh, March futures ended the week on a net 13 cent loss. Uh, as we said, the markets were closed uh, yesterday and overnight. USDA lowered the cash price five cents to 480 a bushel on the corn trade. So, uh, yeah, the uh, numbers came out and the market headed south. Over on the soybean trade, it was lower as well. Soybeans dropped out of the report release, uh, came in firm up, uh, but did firm up a little bit into the close. New crop futures finished today above the $12 bushel mark with 5 to $0.08 cent losses, however. The old crop market also firmed up before the close, but we're still down 11 to $0.12 cents for the day and $0.32 cents down for the week. 523, we'll take a quick break, come back, recap the livestock, and take a look at that forecast for the week right after this. So you say you crave choices. Have you seen the Cafe Appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the Cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always, our our savings savings are your savings. Most first responders return home at the end of their shift. Some don't. I was a widow, and how was I going to survive? How are my kids going to survive? Knowing that their husband and their father wasn't coming home. Since 1959, Backstoppers has been there to help the families of her fallen first responders. Backstoppers showed up, and they reassured me at that moment that I had nothing to worry about. On Thursday, January 25th, the Big 550 KTRS will salute Backstoppers' tremendous work. Please join us in supporting this important safety net for first responders in Missouri and Illinois. They're there in that moment of grief when you think there's no way 
I, I can go on. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for supporting our fallen heroes and their families. The KTRS Backstoppers Radiothon is presented in part by Morris and Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, Mamas on the Hill, First Community Credit Union, All Terry Travel and Cruises, and KTRS Cares. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 525, we'll have that forecast for you in a minute. You're heading out the door. It's cold, and there's a little bit of slick ice on the hard road, a little snow overnight, so be careful. Give yourself a little extra time. Over in the livestock trade, cattle futures closed 17 to 42 cents lower on Friday. Uh, they did report some sales at 172, 173, but they say the sales uh, cash trade remaining very light. A lot of that due to the weather. USDA's monthly beef production outlook raised uh, the 2023 total by 35 million pounds to 26.9 billion. The outlook for 24 was also raised by 120 million to 26.1 billion pounds of beef production. Wholesale box beef prices for Friday. We're showing a 289.26 for choice and 271.85 for selects. That was up 337 on the choice and 191 stronger on the selects. USDA's weekly beef production data showed 465.2 million pounds were produced during the week. That's uh, about a quarter percent below last week's volume and down 14% from the same week last year. Slaughter numbers totaled 549,000. Uh, that's about a half percent below last week and down 17% from the same week last year. And that's all got to do with this cold weather. They're not moving these cattle out of the lots. February cattle closed at 171.37, down 42. April at 174.17, down 40. June at 171.62, down 35. January feeders at 226.57, wound up the week up 30. And March feeders closed at 227.70 up 30 points in the pork complex as we wrapped up the week last year the hogs came in a little bit lower pork cutout futures were 62 cents lower on friday but still 295 higher on the week um numbers for the week uh, production at 493 million pounds um, from 2.2 million head that compares to 512 million last week and 587 million pounds during the same week last year uh, that is a 15% uh, lighter number than last uh, week. And there again, it's all about the weather. They're not opening up these buildings. They're not getting these hogs out on the trucks and onto the roads. It's just too cold. February hogs closed at 71.90. That's down 70. April at 78.62, down 42. And the February pork cutouts at 85.85, down 62 points. 528 on this Tuesday morning. Let's run over to the weather desk. It's all about what happens the next couple of days. It looks like it's going to warm up. What do you got, Zach? Yeah, right now we have three degrees right now in Maryland Heights. It's going to be mostly cloudy throughout the day today. High of just 16 degrees today, an overnight low tonight of about 10. On Wednesday, we actually warm up high of 36 degrees on Wednesday. Overnight on Wednesday night, mostly cloudy with a low of 25. On Thursday, high of 34 degrees and a low of 10. Looks like snow starts Thursday afternoon into Thursday evening. Right now they are calling for about one to three inches of snow. That continues late into Thursday night, but by Friday morning, it'll be partly sunny and windy. High of just 15 degrees on Friday. Then for the weekend, Saturday, sunny and cold with a high of just 19 degrees. And on Saturday night, mostly clear with a low of 10. Then on Sunday, partly sunny with a high of 30. Could see a wintry mix Sunday night with a low of 26 degrees. And on Monday, slight chance of rain to start the day, high of 38. Then looking ahead into the rest of next week, we reach back up into the 40s for the high for the rest of the week. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. And I'm showing uh, two degrees here in Belleville right now. Wind chill is a negative 14 degrees. And I was talking about the, the grandkids playing hockey this weekend. Zach? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame. I'm not going there either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's going to be cold over there as well. Uh, let's see. Humidity is at 70%. Visibility is at 10 miles. And as we said, there is some uh, uh, light snow overnight. So uh, some of the side roads, some of the, as uh, as Zach said, the bridges and overpasses might have a little covering on them. So be careful. We'll take a quick break for the Special report, the Iowa caucuses. I'm Dave Packer. A historic win for former President Trump. We want to thank the great 
people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. Winning last night's Iowa caucuses by the largest margin ever. ABC's M. Wynn is in Des Moines with what motivated caucus goers. On the issues most important to Iowa caucus goers, the economy was number one, followed closely by immigration. Issues Trump has made central to his platform, helping him finish Iowa with more than 50 percent. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley far behind. DeSantis invested heavily in Iowa, visiting all 99 counties, holding more campaign events than Haley and Trump combined. Many experts called Iowa a make-or-break moment for his campaign as recent polls showed Haley gaining ground. Next stop, New Hampshire with a January 23rd primary. It could be less decisive for Trump given that independents and undeclared voters can participate there. This is ABC News. Good morning. It is three degrees at 531. I'm Zach Bining, KTRS News. Dangerous cold temperatures continue in the region. This has resulted in dozens of closures and warming shelters set up throughout the area. Anyone in need of a shelter should call the United Way at 211. Health officials are also warning of the risk of hypothermia and frostbite. It's advised to avoid long periods of time outdoors. If you do have to be outdoors, it's recommended to dress in layers and wear a hat and gloves. Pet owners are reminded not to leave their pets outdoors for extended periods of time. Anyone who sees an animal in distress should call the nearest law enforcement agency. Around 180 people are displaced after pipes burst at a midtown apartment complex. This happened early yesterday morning at the Heritage House apartment along the 2800 block of Olive Street. Authorities say this led to significant flooding and water leaking from the ceiling in the entryway. Three people are facing charges in connection with a violent kidnapping in the Metro East. Police say 58-year-old man was lured from Belleville to a residence in the 100 block of Brookside in O'Fallon on Friday by a couple known acquaintances. He was then shot and robbed inside the residence. He was held there while his bank cards were taken and used to withdraw money from his accounts at various locations. After being held for more than 12 hours, he was dropped off at a hospital for treatment. He is expected to recover. 23-year-old Tavion Wright has been charged with kidnapping, armed robbery, and aggravated robbery. 44-year-old Evangelo Randall has been charged with kidnapping and robbery, while 55-year-old Charles Jackson has been charged with obstructing justice and unlawful restraint. Missouri's professional sports teams have started gathering initiative petition signatures to put the legalization of sports betting on the November ballot. More from KTRS's Jim Fairchild. The petition drive comes after sports betting bills have repeatedly stalled in the state Senate. Missouri is one of a dozen states where sports betting remains illegal more than five years after the U.S. Supreme Court cleared the way for states to adopt it. Records show that online sports betting sites DraftKings and FanDuel have already put a combined $500,000 into the campaign for the ballot initiative. Although sports betting has expanded rapidly, the odds for additional state legislatures to embrace it appear iffy in 2024 because of political resistance and the sometimes competing financial interests of existing gambling operators. Jim Fairchild, KTRS News. Attorney General Andrew Bailey is warning consumers of the potential for winter weather scams. Bailey says one of the scams involves someone showing up at the door posing as a utility worker. They might call or knock on your door saying they need to repair or replace equipment. Then they'll ask you to pay before the work is completed. If you believe you've been the victim of a scam, you should contact the Attorney General's Consumer Hotline at 800-392-8222 or online at ago.mo.gov. That's KTRS News. The time is 535. We'll take a quick break and be back with Farmer Dave right after this. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage nasal care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. 
The virus sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA-FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. You've had all these great ideas about what to do with your outside space. Now's the time to take the next step and call Outdoor Living because Pat Leahy and the gang at Outdoor Living have built a showroom, which is a great resource for you. You can go in and see all the products they have, the composite decking, the metal framing. You see, at Outdoor Living, what they pride themselves on is building it right the first time and never having to worry about it again. So they build it. You can enjoy it for the rest of your life. Outdoor Living, their showroom on Big Bend and I-44 in Kirkwood is a great resource for you. You can go and see all the different ways and all the different things they can do. Then they'll come out, they'll do a site visit, and in just a few short weeks you will have the dream deck, fence, gazebo, pergola, whatever it may be. Outdoor living right there in Big Bend and I-44 in Kirkwood. 314-966-3325 or OutdoorLivingInc.com. Check out the showroom and take that next step. You'll love it. Outdoor living or OutdoorLivingInc.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 537 on this Tuesday morning, 16th of January already. Let's run back over to the weather desk. Zach, folks are getting ready to go out, whether they're heading to work or school or do the chores. What do you got? Three degrees outside still. We are in wind advisory effect through overnight, and it should end later today. It's going to be partly sunny today, high of just 16 degrees, and overnight low tonight of about 10. On Wednesday, it's going to be sunny. We warm up to 36 degrees on Wednesday, mostly cloudy overnight on Wednesday with a low of 25. Chance of snow throughout the day on Thursday, though, high of 34 degrees and a low of 10 overnight. That snow is going to continue into Thursday night early to Friday morning. Right now, they're calling for about one to three inches overnight into friday morning high of just 15 degrees and partly sunny windy as well on friday as we head into the weekend on saturday cold weather continues sunny and cold on saturday high of just 19 degrees a low of 10 on saturday night then on sunday partly sunny with a high of 30 could see a wintry mix sunday night late sunday night as we head into monday morning chances some showers to start the day on monday mostly cloudy with a high of 38 degrees and for the rest of next week we have a high in the mid 40s and a low of the low 30s. That's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. Uh, I smell that fresh cut grass coming. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not quite. It's, let me just remind you, it is three degrees outside. <laughs> three degrees. Yeah, and there is no grass to cut. I'm showing uh, two degrees here in rural Belleville, 13 below wind chill. As the winds are coming not straight out of the west at 11 miles an hour this morning, that will be cold. Visibility is at 10 miles. Dew points at a negative 5, and the humidity is at 70%. Sun up at 717 and 7, or sundown this afternoon at 504. Um, Zach, we've talked about this before, about the radios and cars. Mm-hmm. You know how some of them are, well, you know the big tech uh, consumer electronics show in Las Vegas, you know. Was this past yeah, it was, week? Yeah, we had, yeah. yeah, we talked to uh, Mike Dubusky from ABC a couple times about it. Uh-huh. Did mm-hmm. you ask him about AM radios and cars? Mm-hmm. I no. don't believe so, no. No. Well, apparently, radio is going to play a big part in some of the new cars. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, there are many ways of future technology, including self-driving cars and artificial intelligence. I was behind a car the other day, and I think there was some artificial intelligence driving that one. Uh, Radio Inc. says that broadcasters should be encouraged that radio continues to show up at a high-tech event like the CES show. Radio's largest presence was in the car, just like in everyday life. One company showed off the DTS auto stage technology in a BMW. It offered a visual way to enjoy AM, FM, and in-car games like Jeopardy. Now, 
They're going to put a screen on the radio. And you can you can have Jeopardy on? You can watch Jeopardy. Does that mean I have to do my hair and <laughs> like get dressed before I do the show if they can see us? Um, they say as electric vehicles continue to grow, companies are looking for ways to help drivers and passengers pass the time while their EVs are charging. Mm. So you can't do it while you're in drive then? I'm maybe not. I'm guessing maybe. Got to be parked, maybe? Yeah. You can play Donkey Kong on your <laughs> car radio while you're sitting there watching your for four hours while your car charges. Uh, the same company showed off to adding high-def radio to Harley-Davidson motorcycles. Oh, there you go. Yeah. John Deere showed off its future farmer-focused technology, which included radio still playing a big part of the in-cab entertainment system. That became more important when looking at agriculture's push to preserve the AM radio band in rural America. Yep. While you're sitting there charging. So we went from that. we went from having no AM radios to now being able to watch Jeopardy on in your yeah. car in a year. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Well, they got it says they got to find something for the drivers to do while you're sitting there charging. <laughs> How long does it take to charge one of them things? I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, that's my, Johnny tr- Landoff yeah, my truck's on empty most of the time. I would run those batteries dead. I I just don't know that I could, I guess you run out of juice a time or two. You could start to learn to be sure and charge that thing up. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just a little concerned. Uh, talking about the weather, well, the USDA's uh, meteorologist, Brad Rippey, uh, he took a look at last year's average warm temperatures for the U.S. compared to previous ones. And would figure by consider record-setting numbers. You want to hear about some warm weather? Here it is. How warm was 2023? The average temperature for 2023, 54.4 degrees Fahrenheit. That number, according to USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey, was 2.5 degrees above the 20th century mean temperature. And in terms of data and statistics, going back as far back as 1895... It turned out to be the fifth warmest year over the last 129. And in terms of the years that were warmer on average than 2023... All four of those years have occurred in the last decade and a half, starting with 2012 and then continuing with 2016, 2017, and 2021. The breakdown of average warm temperature by state last year looks like this. It was the warmest year on record in five states across the southern and eastern United States. Starting in the south, warmest year on record in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas. And then in the east, it was also the warmest on record in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. However, if you expand that to looking at the top 10 warmest years on record, it was a much longer list. It included every single state from the Mississippi River eastward to the Atlantic seaboard, and then also included the states of New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Washington State. Of the 48 contiguous states in the Union, only one was not in the upper or warmer one-third of historical distribution. That state that was the coolest ranking for the year was Nevada, but even there it was the 52nd warmest year during the 129-year period of record. Rippy adds, among the climate contributors to a warm 2023... Very few cold outbreaks during 2023, and we had that epic heat wave across the deep south and general heat in many other areas of the country as we went through the year. Now, how did the warmth play a role in precipitation last year? If you look at the overall precipitation across the lower 48 states, the average value was 29.46 inches, just a little bit below or 98% of the 20th century mean of 29.94 inches. That marks the 43rd driest year on record of the last 129. A state-by-state breakdown of 2023 precipitations indicate we see our rankings ranging from the eighth driest year in Louisiana to top 10 wetness in all six New England states. That was a region that was hit by significant flooding twice during the year, starting in July and then ending again in December with another big flood event. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. So, Zach, does that make you feel any warmer? Does that help? Does that help not right now. Cause? No, it does not. 
Well, we're off to a good start for <laughs> 24 being the warm year. I can see that. Uh, we're off to a good start. It is 545. We'll take a real quick break. We'll be right back. Nestled in the heart of the Hill neighborhood is the Hill Cigar Company. Stop on in. See the selection of cigars the Hill Cigar Company has to offer. While you're in the store, check out their cigar lounge in the back. Whether you're new to cigars or an aficionado, the Hill Cigar Company is the perfect shop for you. The Hill Cigar Company at 5360 Southwest Avenue. Give them a call at 314-776-4455. A cigar for every connoisseur. Dig out those dancing shoes. Dancing with the St. Louis Stars is right around the corner. Join Independent Center for one of the most star-studded nights of the year at the Ritz-Carlton on January 20th at 6 p.m. Help in the fight to destigmatize mental illness by donating to the cause and by voting for your favorite dancer. And if you can't join the event in person, be sure to catch the live stream. It's all happening at independentcenter.org forward slash dancing. Catch Dancing with the St. Louis Stars, presented by Emerson, January 20th at 6 p.m. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star your name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Discover wants everyone to feel special with 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at Discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 547, we always love to hear from the listeners. Uh, This comes from the 314 Farmer Dave and Zach. Please remind your listeners to be careful climbing into their trucks. Yesterday, I was going to move my truck off the street when I stepped on the sidebar to climb into the cab. My foot slipped off, and I fell backwards flat on my back in the street. I'm lucky I didn't get hit, or I didn't hit my head or get run over. Just take a few seconds, extra seconds, and make sure you are safe. Yeah, those running boards, mm-hmm. they're slick. You put that leather-soled shoe on there, and whew, oh, it's hard telling where you'll end up. Uh, once again, there are some schools closed. Streets are uh, Some streets are still clo- uh, slick, so... Be careful. We'll have traffic reports for you. I'm sure it'll be a busy day in the traffic center this morning as we get started. The Ag Secretary believes there is a way additional funding for farm safety net reference prices can be obtained without moving money within the new farm bill. Rod Bain with the U.S. Department of Agriculture has more on what the Secretary thinks can happen here. There is optimism by some that a new farm bill will be approved by Congress this first quarter of the calendar year. When asked his thoughts during an RFD-TV town hall meeting Thursday, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack said this is possible, even with potential challenges within farm bill deliberations, such as... Folks want to increase the reference prices. They want more support for the PLC programs, the ARC programs, and so forth. Well, that costs money. In most cases, that means moving farm bill appropriations from one title to another, which could lead to less support of the total farm bill within Congress. The secretary believes a potential solution could be commodity credit corporation funds to address reference prices. The ARC payments and the PLC payments and the CRP payments all come from the commodity credit corporation, so they've done it in the past. They just need to get to a point where they understand and appreciate that is the easiest and simplest and best way to get a farm bill done. I'm Rod Bain reporting for for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Uh, there's still some think that we might have another year down the road on this farm bill. So uh, a lot of a lot of different angles being taken as far as if and when we will get that farm bill. Coming up on 550, let's head back over to the weather desk. It's all about the weather this morning. What do you got, Zach? Still holding at three degrees outside right now. That wind chill advisory remains in effect throughout the morning, but we'll end around midday today. High of just 16 degrees today, low tonight of about 10. On Wednesday, we warm up to about 36 degrees today, mostly cloudy overnight. Wednesday with a low of 25. Chance of snow on Thursday into Thursday night. High of 34 degrees on Thursday and a low of 10 on Thursday night. Right now, they are calling for about one to three inches of snow 
between Thursday afternoon and early Friday morning. Partly sunny on Friday. It will high of just 15 degrees. It will be windy as well throughout the day on Friday. For the weekend, mostly clear on Saturday. High of 19 degrees and a low of 10 overnight on Saturday. And for Sunday, partly sunny, high of 30 degrees. Could see a wintry mix on Sunday night with a low of 26 degrees on Sunday. And for Monday, slight chance of some rain to start the day. Mostly cloudy, though, with a high of 38 on Monday. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. So just hang on for a couple days, and we're back in the 30s. Woohoo! That'll feel like right. summer compared to what yeah. we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Why does that sound so good? Uh, showing two degrees. We dropped one here in Belleville. Now the wind chills in negative 14. Winds are still coming out of the west at 11 miles an hour. Humidity is at 70%. Sun up at 717 and sundown this afternoon at 504. 551, we'll take our final break. We'll be back to wrap it up right after this. Hey, business owners, are you stressed out over the daunting task of preparing your W-2s, 1099s, and tax returns? Hi, I'm Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor at Capital Advisory Group and the author of the number one best-selling book on taxes, Keep What's Yours. To start the new year right, I'd like to offer you a free tax analysis, so stop stressing. Give us a call at 636-394-5524, or you can visit us on the web at capitaladvisorygrp.com. Dig out those dancing shoes. Dancing with the St. Louis Stars is right around the corner. Join Independence Center for one of the most star-studded nights of the year at the Ritz-Carlton on January 20th at 6 p.m. Help in the fight to destigmatize mental illness by donating to the cause and by voting for your favorite dancer. And if you can't join the event in person, be sure to catch the live stream. It's all happening at independentcenter.org forward slash dancing. Catch Dancing with the St. Louis Stars, presented by Emerson, January 20th at 6 p.m. Before you put your home on the market, before you have to pay money fixing it up to sell it, before you have to pay real estate commissions, call me. I'm Mike Robinson with Robo properties and i will buy your home any property any condition anywhere and always as is call me mike robinson with rovang properties at 314-283-0867 that's 314-283-0867 you have nothing to lose when you call rovang properties at 314-283-0867 from abc news wall street now after the long holiday weekend stock markets head into their first trading session of the week poised to drop at the opening bell Overnight futures were lower after some central bank officials from around the world pushed back on the idea of interest rate cuts anytime soon. Investors will be watching carefully today when Goldman Sachs reports its fourth quarter earnings. Wall Street expects earnings of 3.51 a share on revenue of about $10.8 billion from Goldman Sachs. Despite intense lobbying from the tobacco industry, the World Health Organization reports that smoking has tumbled in the last two decades. WHO says one in five people, about 1.25 billion worldwide, use tobacco. The figure in 2000 was one in three. And furniture giant IKEA is pushing ahead with plans to cut prices this year despite shipping disruptions in the Red Sea. The company that owns most of the IKEA stores worldwide says it's willing to operate this year on, quote, thinner profits. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And the markets will get back to trading on a normal schedule today coming off of the holiday yesterday. Well, the USDA will begin accepting applications for the CRP program sign up on January the 12th. Farm Service Agency encouraged uh, agriculture producers and landowners interested in conservation opportunities for the land in exchange for yearly rental payments to consider the enrollment options available through the continuous CRP program. It also includes a conservation reserve enhancement program offered by FSA Partners Additionally, producers participating in the CRP can apply to re-enroll beginning the 12th of January if their contracts expire this year. So we are open for those signups right now. Continuous CRP is one of the best conservation tools that can be provided producers and landowners. That's according to FSA Administrator. Whether a producer wants to focus on water quality benefits or work with one of the partners to address natural resource concerns in their area program offers many options to help meet those resource conservation goals. To submit an offer, producers and landowners should contact their local FSA office by July 31st. So with this weather and things cold and you're looking for something to do before you get busy, why don't you go ahead and get signed up? 
Farmers National Company says the farmland market seems to be moving into the new year, maintaining the value increases it built during the last three years. That stability is in place despite increased pressure from declining commodity markets, rising interest rates, and inflation. The sharp increase in land values last year was driven primarily by strong commodity markets. That has slowed a little, but the value is holding steady. Buyer demand remains strong for good quality cropland in the Midwest, while the supply of available land remains limited. These factors further play into the dynamics of the supply-demand scenario and remain a large factor in the supporting current values in early 2023. Paul Shondig, he's Senior Vice President of Rural Estate Operations for the Farmers National, says local farmer operators continue to be the primary buyers in almost 80% of farmland sales transactions, available cash playing a role in buyers' aggressiveness when bidding on land. And yet it doesn't seem to be any any uh, shortage of land buyers out there as we move forward. Well, the numbers came out on Friday. We talked about them earlier. Wheat growers have planted fewer acres than expected in winter wheat this year. More of the wheat markets on Friday. A little bit of a surprise today. Chris Hawthorne with USDA Statistics Service talking about USDA's first estimate of how many winter wheat acres the growers planted this past fall. We are estimating uh, 34.4 million acres, down 6.2% or 2.27 million acres from last year. So USDA estimates winter wheat growers put in 34.4 million acres. Most traders were thinking 35.8 million. USDA's chief Economist Seth Meyer says last year's big increase in acreage was a response to very tight supplies and high prices. But this season, I think what we've observed in the United States and around the world is is we've kind of had a bounce back in supply. And maybe producers are thinking about uh, returning to some other crops. Wheat prices last marketing year averaged 8.83 a bushel. USDA forecasting 7.20 this next season. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. So we'll keep an eye on that because one of the big concerns this year now in the wheat is this extreme cold weather out in big wheat country as well as here. I mean, it doesn't. The USDA is not overly concerned about how much wheat we grow in our immediate area, but out in the big wheat country. They're having some cold weather out there, and, yeah, it can definitely damage the crop. That music means one thing. McGraw's in the wings. He's ready to go. We are out of time. We'll keep an eye on the markets. Have updates at 10 and 12. Stay warm out there. And once again, check those school closings. Have a great Tuesday. I've predicted that someday, somehow, someone would create a search website that would rival Google. Many things already happened with ChatGPT. But ChatGPT is loaded with problems, so I'm betting that history is about to repeat itself with a small AI search website with only 40 employees operating out of a small office in San Francisco, kind of like the early days of Google. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. What I'm betting to be Google's rival began two years ago, but the owners kept a low profile to work out the bugs and make their AI engine search reliable. It's called Perplexity.ai. It has only 10 million users a month, but as of January 1st, it also has the backing of Jeff Bezos, who's betting big on this Google Challenger. He and his partners have just invested $74 million. I tested it with questions ChatGPT just got wrong. So far, Perplexity.ai is spot on. Get my free newsletter at GetKim.com.